This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host, Akansha Kumar. Joining me today are Shivangi Saxena from News Laundry Hindi. Hi, Shivangi. Hello. Shivangi and I, both of us have recently returned after a 14-day trip to Rajasthan, where we had gone for coverage of COVID, and we will discuss two of our recent ground reports. From Mumbai, I'm joined by my colleagues Deeksha Munjal and Tanishka Sondi. Hi, Deeksha. Hi. Hello, Tanishka. Hi, how are you? How was it traveling through rural parts of Maharashtra? It was an experience, um, a learning experience. And it was the first time Diksha and I did something like this. Yeah. So a lot that we are still processing. Okay. Yeah. And it was very, the difference is very stark, even in the healthcare infrastructure, the, the way, the standard of living. And COVID has hit them very differently as compared to people in the cities. So I think we'd like to really delve into that a little more when we talk about our stories. So the latest report uh, filed by Deeksha and Tanishka is titled uh, COVID has pushed seasonal sugarcane cutters in Maharashtra's bead to the brink of poverty. It's a ground report that focuses on the plight of uh, sugarcane cutters, most of whom are migrant workers and have been uh, impacted adversely by the COVID as well as the lockdown. So uh, Deeksha and Tanishka, whoever uh, wants to answer this first, I wanted to understand this pattern of migration. Mm. Uh, why do families and often couples have to migrate from Beer to Maratwada region and Karnataka? So basically Beer is a drought-prone district. So farming is not very really re- reliable there. You can't rely on solely your farming. If, and especially when people have small land holdings, like an acre and an acre and a half, they definitely can't rely on whether or not their farming, their, fa- their, their harvest will be successful this year because it's a drought-prone area. And sometimes the re- excessive rain also, like last year, it advert- adversely ex- affects the uh, harvest. So this thing is also, sugarcane cutting is also related to like early marriages where a couple, for example, which is called Koita, an advance of 50,000 rupees. And if you're not, if you're a single uh, solitary uh, sugarcane cutter, you get uh, the half of that, which is 25,000 rupees. So people marry off their children so that they they can, you know, pairs can be made and they can go and get 50,000 instead of 25. So this is a pattern of migration where around Diwali every year, they migrate to Western Maharashtra and Karnataka and they get an advance during Diwali only which they use for the next uh, six months. And it is exhausted because they, they have to fend for everything there. Their accommodation is makeshift accommodation, their ration, their medical expenses, their everyday expenses, they use from that advance when they are in their in Western Maharashtra and Karnataka. Right. So that is exhausted. And they have they have to work seven days a week. The con- they, they are hired by local contractors who keep a watch, a strict watch, and they can't they do, do not get a break. Uh, they work from 4 a.m. in the morning to like the men work till 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. And, the, uh, you know, all the cane produce is loaded in trucks for the day and goes to sugar factories. So basically why th- they migrate is beat as a drought-prone district uh, and farming is not very li- reliable. So that's the pattern. 
and is there any caste dynamic also which is at play here because i would i also want to understand uh, which caste uh, do these sugarcane cutters belong to is there any caste or class dynamic at play here between the contractors who employ them and these migrant laborers so that underlying thread did not show its Sir, while we were reporting, but one of the families that we spoke to, which is Kusumbai and Panduram, they were from like one of the scheduled caste communities. But that thread did not show up in the sense because there are villages full like six lakh sugarcane cutters are there in uh, Maratwara region. Hmm. So I think there are villages full of sugarcane cutters, and some are not like as of now we haven't come across a caste dynamic like in our reporting experience. And also, like you know, the, the these terms which are uh, which are like uh, prevalent there hmm. are their quota for solitary yeah. worker. It just kind of sounds very derogatory very uh, itself. So, what were what were your observations as far as uh, socio economic conditions of these workers are concerned, and how has uh, COVID actually worsened their plight? You know, it's very similar to bonded labor, and what's sad is that it's a vicious cycle. You know, because they have to take an advance. Sometimes they take an advance even before Diwali. Around now is when they were saying, uh, you know, the time starts around July, August. They start to take an advance, and then automatically that gets over within a few months. So they're always, always been at the brink of poverty. And what's happened in COVID is that usually after six months they come back and they uh, do daily wage work. They work in other people's farms. They go to, you know, basically it's farm work. And as we know, we've been seeing across India how that has also been impacted because, um, firstly, the people are hesitant to call outsiders because, especially in the second wave, COVID was very much there in the villages. Uh, people in villages and houses were dying, so it wasn't just something of an urban city. It wasn't a fear that you could keep at the back of your mind. So, uh, people were also not calling outsiders, and because of the reverse migration, that a lot of people returned to their hometowns, to their villages. Um, they were sort of doing the work in house itself. They didn't need to get people from outside, and also how the whole farming industry has been affected because of the lockdown, because of the lack of being able to sell as much as they could. So even the people with more land who were employing these people, they were also suffering. So they could not employ as much as they could, and it was very horrifying to see how badly it has pushed sugarcane workers. Because we have been reading over the past few years the situation over there and how bad it is. And uh, I think Pratik has also reported on this two years ago. So to see that you know being pushed even more during COVID, it is very real, and it's actually going to take I don't know how long to recover from this blow. and uh, how have the women folk uh, in these uh, you know families uh, holding fort i asked this because uh, there was this particular uh, news report which was done by uh, thompson reuters foundation i think 2 years ago yeah and that story revealed that uh, some of these women laborers in maharashtra they are uh, made to you know consume certain pills and delay their menstrual cycle just so that yes. they can work more uh, and put in more hours and that time is not wasted so how has uh, all you know this uh, years of migration and a uh, subjugation by these contractors affected the health of women like are there any particular observations uh, which you could share based on your on camera off camera interaction so like the women that we spoke to they 
for for example the women who are older in the older generation their bodies are completely like they they all told us that hamari body chari mein jaan hi nahi hai so that and then you know there was this uh, one of the people that you met one of the sugarcane cutters swati randavi her mother was also a sugarcane cutter on her life she had recently gone uh, through a hysterectomy which is the you know she got her uterus removed which has been seen in a lot of a lot of studies have also revealed and the ngo that we spoke to for this they also revealed to us that these women are a huge proportion of sugarcane cutters go through hysterectomies at one point it had almost become an industry in bead where private doctors and private physicians the surgeons used to make them go through uh, through hysterectomies because so there if they get their period they don't get an off they have to work you know continuously a lot of them used to develop like uh, genital infections and uh you know just bad health like reproductive health and they used to come back and complain of these things and they started uh, to come to their you know bead and then complain and these surgeons these uh, local surgeons because these surgeries would cost 25 to 30 for 25 to 50000 uh, rupees they started they, they made this an industry so a lot of women for some of them who didn't even need hysterectomies have gone through hysterectomies and then the you know complications after that they have to face and that became an industry and uh, they like a lot of women were telling us that they have to work throughout the day in like it's ice cold water in those fields in winter months like during diwali to that whole october to april stretch so a lot of them had uh, you, you know developed swelling in their feet and uh, you know just numbness they they this their kusumbai that we met she had got asthma for the last 15 years they are not even getting like they don't get aid so there was this ushtor kamgar mahamandal uh, scheme it was a committee that was created it was after gopinath munde's name that was created it was supposed to especially give aid to women like health related aid to sugarcane cutter women and that committee just got dismantled after the announcement so these women who were supposed to get such aid and they didn't even because and this scheme was formulated because their health was already really bad and when it comes to widow pension a lot of these women are widows they they don't even receive their widow pension on a monthly basis they receive it in 3 to 4 months once in 3 to 4 months in odd sums of like 1500 1000 and just lastly i wanted to say that uh, when they go there like a lot of women we spoke to they said that they can't take an advance they uh, right now in the covid situation when they are pushed to the brink they can't take more advance from the mukadam the contractor because once they take an advance they are forced to go no matter what so they they are not prepared for this right like they don't know what is going to happen in the future and if they take an advance right now then they are they are bound by it like they have to go like a lot of women who lost their husbands they the, they as a unit had already taken the advance mm. so soon after losing their husbands they had to go and you know work off the entire 50000 advance you know one person had to work for two people because the the contractors forcefully took them away contractors are there also some local henchmen who are also part of the hierarchy and keep an eye on these workers and force uh, forcing them to kind of go and kind of uh, work the for the entire duration how does it work yeah uh, exactly so the contractors are also there with them when they go to western maharashtra or to karnataka and they don't even have a say about where they're going to go this year or where they're going to go next year it all depends on the contractors who are employed by the sugar mills and uh, because we were not there where the actual sugarcane cutting work is happening and they were in beer we couldn't see that happening but also another thing we learned sort of off record is usually people go in pairs right but 
if a woman um, loses her husband and she does really want to continue so she goes and she's paid lesser amount but also there's a lot of uh, exploitation that takes place over there because like we said it's really harsh conditions there are no washrooms um they have to make their houses and even if they do fall sick they have to go early in the morning and then go to work because for each day they cut money from their mm. advance they already taken so it's very hard to imagine 6 months without any uh, leave especially when they're working in such conditions and we were told um, by some people and the ngo workers who've been working there for many years about how um these women are exploited against their will and it sort of just becomes a cycle and she can't even quit because when you're doing this work for so many years and beer is a very like she said drought and there's a lot of poverty so it's very hard to come out of the cycle which is what uh, some ngos are trying to do trying to get them employed in different places or to learn skills and be independent financially apart from this because this is like a blood sucking industry out there and since the lockdown was imposed last year it means that there have been at least two consecutive uh, cycles of uh, unemployment or you know staying at home what has been the response by the state government like apart from this uh, particular panel which was dismantled soon after uh, the announcement has there been any any other uh, sort of intervention uh, by the thakre led government uh, in terms of a relief package or any such thing so they got uh, ration and they got some compensation over the last two months but that was just what was available for everyone else uh, when the lockdown hit hard in rural maharashtra there hasn't been anything separate for them and you know for us like we're in the city and a lot of times you sort of see how uh, this current government it's it's praised and, and it does do sometimes a decent job in the city but to see the contrast um, over how it works in the city and how it works in the villages it's very heartbreaking and i don't think people know how bad things are over there and the lack of help that they get over there and you know um, in fact i think they even sort of clamp down on um sometimes when ngos try to do work that goes against them uh, like in bead there are a lot of local politicians uh, with heavy weight uh, so the expectations have always been more but i think there were very few people um, who have actually done something diksha do you want to speak more yeah like even uh, the person who was the you know former director of this ushtor uh, kamgar committee which is the for the sugarcane cutter committee he personally went there and gave them sanitizers and margdarshan meaning guidance acha so personally that's the, that's the kind of effort that is been done from the local politicians and uh, dhananjay munde who is the social welfare minister and he's also from b district he was the one who made all these announcements these you know towering announcements about this committee and he's also you know practically been missing in terms of implementing any of the specific schemes for sugarcane cutters so there wasn't any specific relief package uh, apart from the basic covid assistance that was given to that was being given to everyone यहाँ पर मैं शिवांगी को भी थोड़ा सा लाना चाहूंगी डिस्कशन में क्योंकि शिवांगी आप भी जब गए थे जयापुर गांव जो कि प्राइम मिनिस्टर मोदी का गोद लिया हुआ गांव है वाराणसी में यूपी में तो वहां पर आपने भी कुछ ऐसी महिलाओं से बात करी थी जिन्होंने बताया था कि उनको कितने महीनों से मनरेगा के अंतर्गत कोई काम नहीं मिला है तो कुछ आपको सिमिलैरिटी दिख रही है बिटवीन व्हाट यू सॉ इन वाराणसी जयापुर एंड इन बीड डिस्ट्रिक्ट एंड आल्सो मतलब वुड यू लाइक टू कमेंट और आस्क दीक्षा एंड तनिष्का एज टू व्हाई देयर इज लाइक नो अकाउंटेबिलिटी 
एज फार एज दीज वर्कर्स आर कंसर्न मतलब इस इस इतने सालों से अगर एक कोई प्रथा चली आ रही है मनरेगा कानून इतने सालों से है तो ग्राउंड uh, लेवल पर कोई जवाबदेही क्यों नहीं है तो uh, पिछले महीने जब हम लोग उत्तर प्रदेश गए थे तो हम लोग uh, मोदी जी के गोद लिए गांव जयपुर गए जिसे जिसके पास ही आई थिंक पंद्रह या बीस मिनट का ही रास्ता था अटल नगर का ये जो अटल नगर है ये बेसिकली जब इसके बारे में बहुत रिसर्च किया तो पता चलता है कि ये एक मूसाहर समुदाय होता है okay. उसकी कम्युनिटी मतलब ये ट्राइबल लोग थे तो ये लोग अक्सर ही इनको गांव से अलग ही बस्तियों में रखा जाता है इनके लिए अलग बस्ती रहती है जिसे आप कह सकते हैं कास्टिज्म जातिवाद तो हर गाँव में एक बस्ती अगर अपर कास्ट के लिए होती है तो एक बस्ती हरिजन या फिर ये ट्राइबल्स के लिए रहती है और जो मोदी जी का अटल नगर था यहाँ पे भी पंद्रह घर थे जो इन लोगों को दिए गए थे जब हम लोग यहाँ गए तो लोग उदास और मायूसी में इसलिए बैठे थे कारण ये भी था क्योंकि ये लोग मोस्टली ईटे की भट्टी पे काम करते हैं या फिर ये लोग माइग्रेट करते हैं दूसरे शहरों में लेकिन क्योंकि लॉकडाउन लग गया उसके बाद से ना तो ईटे की भट्टी पे काम है और ना ही शहरों में काम है और दूसरी बात कि अगर आपको शहर में काम ढूंढने भी जाना है तो आपको पैसों की जरूरत है तो मोस्टली ये लोग क्या करते थे कि लोकल मजदूरी या फिर इस तरह से छोटे मोटे काम करके पैसे जोड़कर शहर में काम करने के लिए जाते हैं अब उनके पास इतना भी नहीं क्योंकि सबसे बड़ी बात तो ये थी कि जो इनका गेट बना हुआ था अटल नगर का वहां पर एक पत्थर पर पत्थर की शिला पर बड़ा बड़ा लिखा कि 2019-20 के लिए मनरेगा का दाम कितना है किसको कितना मिलेगा तो इसलिए भी मेरी हमारी नजर उसके ऊपर गई कि चलो इनसे पूछते हैं जब बाहर मनरेगा लिखा है तो ये लोग इतना क्यों रो रहे हैं कि इनको काम नहीं मिल रहा है इनके पास पैसा नहीं है तो जब हमें पूछा तो हमें पता चला की पिछले पांच साल से जब से वो बस्ती बनी है तब से ही लोगों को मनरेगा में काम नहीं मिल रहा है ऐसा नहीं है कि अभी लॉकडाउन के बाद से काम नहीं मिल पर इनको काम ही नहीं मिल रहा है हो सकता है इसकी एक वजह जातिवाद भी हो क्योंकि जब हमने जाकर सरपंच से बात की तो सरपंच ने हमें साफ बोल दिया कि ये लोग खुद ही काम नहीं करना चाहते जबकि ऑन कैमरा ऑन रिकॉर्ड हमारे पास था कि ये लोग इतना परेशान हैं कि तीन तीन बार इन लोगों ने रजिस्ट्रेशन करवाया ऐसा भी नहीं है कि इन्होंने मेहनत नहीं की है इन्होंने खुद एफर्ट नहीं किया इन लोगों ने रजिस्ट्रेशन भी करवाया था अपना मनरेगा के अंतर्गत लेकिन फिर भी इन लोगों को रजिस्टर नहीं किया जा रहा था और बल्कि उल्टा इन्हीं के ऊपर ब्लेम डाल दिया गया जो सरपंच थे वहां पांच साल से कि ये लोग खुद ही काम नहीं करना चाहते हैं अब वो एक गरीब आदमी है वो क्या बोलेगा पावर के खिलाफ या कुछ तो वो अपने अंदर ही अंदर वो सहते रहते हैं इस चीज को कि ठीक है यार काम नहीं मिल रहा तो हम अपना काम ढूंढते हैं हम मजदूरी करते हैं इस तरह तो मैं जो मैं जानना चाह रही थी पहले जैसे कि आपने बता बताया कि मतलब जो सिचुएशन है मजदूरों की वो चाहे बनारस का जयापुर गांव हो या फिर बीड़ हो वो एक जैसी ही है तो दोनों में आपको क्या सिमिलैरिटी दिखती है दोनों ही जगह पे और मतलब ऐसा क्यों है कि ये जो मजदूर हैं इनका जो पूरा एक इको है उसमें कोई जवाबदेही क्यों नहीं है ये कहीं कुछ रीजन समझ में आया कि क्या ये सरकारी तंत्र ही ऐसा है या फिर कोई एक ऑडिट मैकेनिज्म नहीं है चाहे वो मनरेगा हो या फिर ये इनफॉर्मल वर्कर्स हो जैसे कि ये बीड़ के शुगर केन कटर्स हैं तो क्या आपको पैरल्स समझ में आते हैं और अगर आप तनिष्का या दीक्षा से कुछ सवाल पूछना चाहते हैं तो आप वो भी कर सकते हैं 
बिल्कुल ये तो पैटर्न पूरे देश में ही है आप देखो कि पिछले साल 2020 में जब लॉकडाउन सबसे पहले लगाने की घोषणा की गई थी तो हजारों लाखों की संख्या में जो मजदूर थे वो सड़क पर आ गए थे और वो मजदूर केवल ऐसा नहीं था कि मुंबई के ही मजदूर थे या गुजरात के ही मजदूर थे उत्तर प्रदेश से भी थे बिहार से भी थे केरला से भी थे हर जगह के मजदूर तो इससे तो बहुत ही साफ हो जाता है कि ये केवल एक राज्य की बात नहीं है जो मजदूरों का हाल है वो हर जगह एक जैसा है इवन हम लोग भी जब उत्तर प्रदेश गए थे तो हमने बहुत जगहों पे इस चीज को डिस्कवर करने की कोशिश की थी हम आजमगढ़ भी गए थे हमने जो स्टोरी की थी जहां पर स्पेसिफिकली हमने मजदूरों के ऊपर ही वो स्टोरी की गई थी तो हमने देखा कि वहां पर भी मजदूर जो गुजरात और महाराष्ट्र जाते थे माइग्रेट करके काम ढूंढने के लिए उनकी भी स्थिति उतनी ही बुरी थी जितना हमने कहीं और देखा हम अभी राजस्थान गए थे राजस्थान में भी आप देखते कि मजदूरों की स्थिति इस तरह थी कि वो वापस आ भी गए तो भी उनके पास राशन या फिर जो सरकारी योजनाएं हैं वो आप देखो इन लोगों के लिए ही सरकारी योजनाएं बनाई जाती हैं और इन्हीं की इम्प्लीमेंटेशन में सबसे ज्यादा लापरवाही है तो मतलब कहीं ना कहीं सरकार भी नहीं चाहे शायद कि इनका अपग्रेडेशन हो या इनकी स्थिति तो अगर वो होती तो इस समय हर किसी के पास राशन होता हर किसी के पास मनरेगा होता हर किसी के पास वो सारी योजनाओं का लाभ होता जो सरकार इनके लिए बनाया है लेकिन ऐसा है ही नहीं तो डेफिनेटली एक सिमिलैरिटी पैटर्न तो है ही पूरे पूरे देश के हर राज्य में मतलब इन लोगों का जो सबसे दबा हुआ तबका माना जाता है इनका उनका अपग्रेडेशन तो हो ही नहीं रहा और चाहते ही नहीं है शायद सरकार और जैसे कि शिवांगी कह रही थी कि यू you नो know, वो अप्लाई कर चुके हैं कितनी बार वो स्कीम्स के लिए उन योजनाओं के लिए यहाँ पे भी जो संजय गांधी निराधार योजना है जो महाराष्ट्र गवर्नमेंट की योजना है कि इसमें विडोज को एल्डरली पर्सन को एक पेंशन मिलेगी मंथली तो देर आर देर आर देर बिन पीपल हुईड टू टू थ्री टू फोर टाइम्स जो बोलते हैं कि हम अपने कागजात देके आ चुके हैं ग्राम पंचायत को अभी तक कुछ नहीं हुआ अभी तक कुछ नहीं हुआ एंड एनजीओ वर्कर्स आर टेलेंट कभी कभी उनके डॉक्यूमेंट्स डस्टबिन में पड़े होते हैं तो यू you नो know, मतलब अब वो अपनी तरफ से अप्लाई कर रहे हैं स्कीम्स के बेनिफिट्स के लिए पर वो भी अप्लाई कर करके थक चुके हैं कुछ लोग ऐसे हैं बिल्कुल बिल्कुल इसमें मैं एक पॉइंट एड करना चाहूंगी हम लोग जब राजस्थान में हमने स्टोरी भी की है एक स्कीम चलाती है राजस्थान सरकार नेशनल फूड सिक्योरिटी एक्ट के तहत ये स्कीम है जहां पर आपको मुफ्त राशन मिलेगा अब ये राशन उन्हीं को मिलेगा जो इस पोर्टल पर रजिस्टर कराएंगे लेकिन जब पिछले एक साल से मतलब 18 मई 2020 से ये पोर्टल बंद पड़ा है तो जब पोर्टल ही नहीं चालू है तो एक गरीब कैसे रजिस्टर करवाएगा कैसे उसको राशन मिलेगा हम एक कविता बाई नाम की एक महिला से भी मिले जिसके चार बच्चे थे और वो अकेले रहती थी अब उसके घर में राशन ही नहीं है मजदूरी से वो पैसे जो जुटाती थी अब वो पैसे भी उसके पास नहीं बचा है क्योंकि लॉकडाउन हो चुका है काम नहीं है अब चार बच्चों का भार उस अकेली महिला पर है पिछले दो साल से वो कोशिश कर रही है कि उसके पास राशन कार्ड भी है और बार बार वो कोशिश कर रही है कि उस पोर्टल पे अपने आप को रजिस्टर करवा दे क्योंकि उस पोर्टल के बिना पर रजिस्टर कराए बिना उसको नहीं मिलेगा राशन और ये सिर्फ कविता की बात नहीं थी हम बहुत सारी ऐसी महिलाओं से मिले जिनका पूरे घर की जिम्मेदारी उन महिलाओं के ऊपर थी लेकिन क्योंकि वो पोर्टल नहीं चल रहा है इसलिए कोई भी महिला उसके ऊपर रजिस्टर नहीं कर सकती है तो आप सोचिए कि अगर इतना पुअर इम्प्लीमेंटेशन है इतनी लापरवाही है सरकारी योजनाओं में तो सरकार की मंशा तो है ही नहीं बिल्कुल भी साफ पता चलता है कि गरीबों का कुछ भी भला हो सके या लाभ हो सके Right so uh, thank you Shivangi for uh, sharing your inputs 
and uh, listeners if you are hearing this podcast on stitcher or apple itunes do log on to newslaundry.com and check out some of our ground reports podcasts and opinion pieces uh coming to the second ground report uh, filed by deeksha tanishka and prateek the story is titled covid distress quadrupled child marriages in maharashtra's largest district so deeksha and tanishka firstly if you can help us understand why are child marriages so rampant in ahmednagar is there any particular reason deeksha would you like to answer this so uh, when we did go to ahmednagar they did they tell us that they used to get 25 to 30 complaints of child marriage so child line is the national helpline which takes complaints about uh, you know child rights violations so they did tell us that every year they do get 25 to 30 complaints of child marriages so here i think it has been a practice in uh, parts of rural maharashtra where like you know a lot of families we talk we did not see like a particular reason for it but when we did go and talk to families like we asked them ke pad pad bhi to sakti hai na 18 ke baad agar 18 ki to nahi padhana kyu hai you know a lot of they blatantly uh, uh, girls chacha told us ke ये आप शहरों से आए हो ये शहर नहीं है अच्छा मतलब दैट मेंटेलिटी लाइक यू नो पढ़ाना क्यों है और मतलब स्कूल भेजना है तो स्कूल आठ किलोमीटर दूर है तो आठ किलोमीटर दूर क्यों भेजे जब खेत यहीं पर है खेत में काम कर लेगी तो दैट होल मेंटेलिटी इज नॉट गॉन येट मतलब ऐसा भी नहीं है कि यू नो वहां पे अवेयरनेस है तो उनकी मेंटेलिटी चेंज हो गई है तो वो आई थिंक मेंटेलिटी वाइज भी हमने देखा कि अभी तक काफी शायद अटकी हुई है जो उनकी मेंटेलिटी है बाकी आई थिंक चाइल्ड दिस चाइल्ड लाइन टोल्ड दैट ओवर द इयर्स दे वर डिक्रीजिंग अंटिल नाउ अंटिल कोविड द ट्रेंड वॉज गोइंग डाउन एज कम्पेयर टू लाइक से द लास्ट डेकेड बट अगेन इट यू नो पिक्ट अप in covid which we will talk about i think it's a tradition um across the country that slowly you know city by city village by village there's been awareness to push out of it i think even in cities like uh, mumbai and delhi 50 years ago child marriage was a concept i mean if you talk about our grandparents i think everyone's ha- um, you know been gotten married at a younger age so i think that shift from the tradition it's a slow process and it takes a lot of awareness hmm. also poverty is a big uh, role i think that goes into this because after a point a girl is a burden to the family if she is not uh, getting the income that she should be getting and besides that there's also this whole concept of people looking at her from a uh, you know from bad eyes because it is a norm child marriage is a norm even now it is not the exception even if not child marriage at 18 um that is sort of the last stage you know max 19 after that it's considered i mean even the society is going to look down upon you if your daughter is not married at that age so people were very surprised actually when we were asking them why now or why at 18 or why not a few more years what are your reasons and they couldn't understand why not you know so i think even we had to sort of train ourselves to not go from a perspective um from a city perspective or from a more evolved perspective that why this is happening because this is the culture this is the tradition yeah. and uh, it's not easy to it's a cycle again so it's not really easy to break out of this conditioning and this concept right so i mean while i was reading your report uh, i was reminded of a conversation i had uh, with an activist in jodhpur hmm. who also has been associated uh, with uh, sort of exposing these cases of child marriage and she too was admitting that uh, even in rajasthan there has been an increase in such uh, incidents 
and the figure that she quoted was uh, that I, i mean at least she uh, was aware of uh, 50 to 60 such marriages between uh, january and uh, you know may this year yeah uh, but one thing which she also uh, kind of was concerned about uh, was the fact that because of the lockdown it was difficult to track such marriages because even the informers could not step out of their homes mm. so uh, how a uh, difficult it is uh, for uh, these activists associated with child line in ahmednagar to alert the concerned authorities even as the lockdown uh, was in place um so i think part of it they did tell us that um people were getting married in small venues in smaller places so that was a little struggle to get enough uh, they weren't getting as many cases but on the other hand they in fact told us how people since they were more at home it was easier to observe you know especially when you're sitting at home without work it's your mind is more um free to observe what is happening so that's one of the reasons they told us why they think they got more cases this year uh, besides the other reasons that we'll get into but also because lockdown had a lot of people stuck in their homes with more free time with more time to do things like this so it sort of increased in that sense and also like childline particularly when it comes to ahmednagar they told us that even they were feeling like we are not able to get out of our houses so what do we do so they started from this uh, last year's lockdown they started you know they started spreading the news about childline and report child marriages to our they started getting complaints in the beginning of the lockdown in 2020 mm. so they said after that we integrated it uh, in our system somehow to reach people through messages through phones through like every we, you know just be everywhere because people had people have phones there like okay there are people who don't have android phones but there is also a majority of people who do so you know how uh, children use the phones of their parents to get whatsapp classes like a lot so a lot of uh, you know zila parishad schools used to send what you know used to take lectures on whatsapp like they send something and then you you give a test and the child will write the test on whatsapp so child line started sending messages on school whatsapp groups they tied up with 2500 schools rural schools in ahmednagar and they started uh, sending you know alerts that okay if this something like this is happening in your village alert us alert us so they they even got calls from classmates of girls like okay uh, a, cl- a classmate in that particular government school is saying that this my classmate she is this her age is this she is going to get married so you know through so through online through like you know the phone through digital media they tried to start this campaign since last year which also they said contributed to you know better reportage of such instances or such incidences suspected incidents of child incidents of child marriage happening so he told us that a lot of awareness played a role in you know more reporting when it came to cases like these uh but since you know firs are not being filed in most of these cases and the families are let go by just signing a 100 rupee bond bond yeah and even if you go by i think uh, uh, i mean I, i just kind of googled it only it's a, it is a punishable offense yes uh, with a punishment of just 15 days and a 1000 rupee fine so i mean is it even a deterrent uh, even though it is a punishable offense or uh, even the fact that these families are being made to sign a bond do you think that they will not try and do it again so the thing is that a lot of times it's already done and we are, we are like they are told that it's not whenever they are told that it's an engagement that is happening a lot of times it's a they are saying that it's an engagement but it like a wedding has already happened or is you know was going to happen that day 
so uh, like you said the law isn't exactly a deterrent because it's not like you're getting a punishment of even a year right like you're told to be just but uh, a lot of times it's they are in cahoots also like he he like childline told told us that even the police the gram panchayat sometimes they try to help and cover these issues up and you know make sure that these people are not punished or even you know made to go through the process of law so one of the families that we spoke to the the you know childline told us how the gram panchayat and the police tried to forge documents and you know made a set of documents that made sure that everyone knew that the, it was not the younger sister that was getting married so two people were going to get uh, married in the same uh, venue that day one was a 22 year old uh, elder sister and one was a 17 year old sister so childline told us how the gram panchayat and the police were in cahoots because both didn't want a case to be done so they forged documents and you know made everyone believe that it was just one girl who was getting married so a lot of times you know they they are not taken through the process of law because the case gets settled before that only so the law doesn't even come into question you know whether it is enacted or not or whether it is implemented or not enforced or not because a lot of times it's settled like a lot of times the matters are settled on that level only and besides uh, counseling uh, chailan was also telling us how they have to uh, what they do is they go unannounced to someone's house to see if the girl is still there Yeah, um, like surprise check. Yeah, and sometimes uh, she's there, sometimes she's not there, and uh, they're told that oh, she's just in the farm and she's returning. So that level of covering up also, and after a point, I think it's hard to determine what was an engagement, what was a marriage when there is so much covering up happening at every level. But also the cases that we spoke of, I think one twenty six from March twenty twenty till June fifth, they are all reported cases. so the exact number of marriages is not clear but these are the cases of reported child marriages like suspected uh, yeah yeah so i want to add in this ki jo child marriage hai uska asar kitna hota hai wo ab dekhne ko actually mil raha hai kyunki jab hum rajasthan mein bhi gaye तो हमने देखा कि महिलाएं केवल 26-25 साल की महिलाएं जो विधवा हो चुकी हैं उनके ऊपर चार चार बच्चों का बोझ है exactly. मतलब 25 साल की महिला है और उसका ऑलरेडी सात साल का बच्चा है तो आप सोचिए कि उसकी मैरिज कितने साल पहले हो चुकी होगी बचपन में ही उसकी शादी करा दी और शादी का मतलब ये भी होता है कि जो शिक्षा के अवसर है वो भी अब बंद हो चुके हैं उस महिला के लिए तो अब जब वो अकेली हो चुकी है अब कोविड महामारी ने जो भी जो भी विपदा जो आई है अब जब वो अकेली हो चुकी है ना उसके वो इतनी शिक्षित है कि वो जाके जॉब कर सके ना उसके पास कोई ऐसा स्किल बचता है जिससे वो कमाई कर सके कुछ कमाई का साधन उस मिल सके तो आप देखें कि उसका एज अ रिजल्ट एज अ कॉन्सिक्वेंस ऑफ चाइल्ड मैरिज उस महिला के ऊपर अब देखने को मिल रहा है कि अब वो बिल्कुल अकेली और बेसहारा हो चुकी है Exactly, like this is exactly one of the that Shivangi is talking about. That his impact is. So one of the cases that we spoke to, uh, Ganga, the name was changed. So she was married. So the, she was the mother of the girl, the uh, girl who was get, going to get married at the age of seventeen. So the mother itself, she was uh, herself. She was married at the age, she was forcefully married off at the age of twelve. You know, after her wedding, she came to know that her husband is uh, mentally unstable. so you know to at the age of 12 you're getting married now she has three children she's only 32 the husband's mental state is so bad that she herself fears that the husband might might assault her own daughters 
Sasural, the you know her Sasural walas have totally given up, to- no answerability, no help from their side, and she has a lot of health problems because you know having kids at such young ages that also impacts their body a lot. Then right now in the middle of COVID, she was practically going to get her own daughter get married at the age of sixteen or seventeen, which is you know how the vicious cycle continues. And uh, you know her daughter, like she had a different version, but her daughter told us that ये डेढ़ साल के पहले मम्मी ने कभी नहीं बोला था कि अब शादी करा देंगे. But ये डेढ़ साल में the kind of you know जो बुक मरी और जो इतनी उन्होंने वो हालत देखी है. She was considering that's why she was probably considering that अब ये इसकी भी शादी करा देते क्योंकि इसको भी घर पे बैठ के पाल नहीं पाऊंगी. Because you know डेढ़ साल में कोई काम नहीं मिला और घर चलाना इतना मुश्किल हो रहा है. So this is a vicious cycle that continues. Like you know now a mother is also was married at the age of twelve. A daughter will get married at the age of sixteen. Uska life be aise hi rahega. So the impact of child marriage is seen in the later years when you know life actually hits you. Actually, मैं ही कह रही थी कि अभी भी जब pandemic चल रहा है. इस दौरान भी परिवारों को ये प्रॉब्लम नहीं है कि उनकी आर्थिक स्थिति कैसी है अभी भी परेशानी और टेंशन ये है कि जो उनके घर की लड़कियां हैं जो केवल तेरह चौदह साल की हैं उनकी शादी कैसे होगी ये टेंशन जो है वो ज्यादा बड़ी उनको लगती है और दूसरा जो मैं कॉन्क्लूडिंग पॉइंट बोलना चाहती हूँ वो ये है कि जो विक्टिम रही है चाइल्ड मैरिज की अब वो विक्टिम बन रही है किसी और को प्रथा की एक से दूसरा दूसरे से तीसरा जब हम गए हैं यहाँ राजस्थान में तो हमने नाता प्रथा एक डिस्कवर किया जहां पर अगर पति मर जाता है किसी महिला का तो ससुराल वाले अपने ही घर में किसी और आदमी के साथ उसकी शादी करा देते हैं फिर उससे बच्चा होता है फिर अगर वो मर जाता है छोड़ के चला जाता है फिर तीसरे आदमी से उसकी शादी करा देते हैं तो एक महिला जो चाइल्ड लेबर का चाइल्ड मैरिज का शिकार हो चुकी है विक्टिम है अब वो दूसरी कुप्रथा में जम्प कर रही है so also i just wanted to uh, ask both of you one thing what is the state of mental health of these victims of child marriage are they aware about uh, the legal age for marriage and were you also able to see an aspirational side of these girls uh, who wanted more from life uh, other than just like getting married and having like a regular life as a housewife like what who are these victims of child marriage what are they like so i think um one family we met and uh, the girl was like a blushing bride it um, the engagement so called engagement took days took place just 2 3 days before we visited them and um, over there it, we kept asking her about further studies or how she feels and we don't know if it was a cover up but she she looked very okay and happy and you know with what was happening but uh, the other families that we met uh, there were tears there were a lot of a lot of times they weren't openly talking about what they wanted or their desires or what they were scared about but i also think like because we were there as journalists they weren't very open to discussing certain things because at the end the blame shouldn't come on their parents right mm. so uh, we sort of noticed in the body language also or sort of the eye contact mm. what to say what not to say or how much to say so i think um, to some level it is unavoidable to uh, when you're going as a journalist to sort of exactly know what is happening you can only guess you can only take what they are saying at face level and observe what is happening and try to put things together but that was what we saw yeah and like it was at that point it was difficult to take them in confidence and ask them but uh, there were like there was this one constant line that came out was like padhna to hai lekin paristhiti aisi hai like you know yeah so it's not like some of them don't want to study it's just that they've been told that you can't 
Right. And that brings us to the second uh, segment of this uh, podcast where we will uh, discuss our ground reports from Rajasthan. One of the first uh, ground report was from Alwar district where uh, Shivangi and I, we had gone to, uh, you know, these uh, villages in Alwar where local ASHA workers are struggling to convince people uh, to get a shot of vaccine. And there has been like a concerted effort at the ground level, be it the local, uh, you know, uh, primary health center, there, you know, teachers have formed a WhatsApp group. And even there are uh, messages from local clerics, urging people to get vaccinated. Yet there are all kind of rumors doing the rounds in rural parts, making it very difficult uh, for these frontline workers to ensure that everyone is uh, vaccinated on time. So Shivangi, Alwar ke baare mein thoda sa uh, baat karenge, lekin jo sabse pehle mein aapse poochna chaungi wo ye hai ki Rajasthan aur UP, अगर हम दोनों के ही कोविड मैनेजमेंट को कंपेयर करें तो आपको इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर लेवल पे और सर्विस डिलीवरी की जब हम बात करते हैं क्या आपको अंतर नजर आया पहली बात तो हमें ये कंसीडर करना बहुत जरूरी है कि जब हम उत्तर प्रदेश में गए थे तब पीक था हम्म और जब हम राजस्थान गए हैं तब वो पीक डिक्लाइन करने लग गया था और जब पीक डिक्लाइन करने लग जाता है तब सरकारें जो हैं वो चौकन्ना हो जाती है किसी ना किसी तरह की ठीक है हमने ये चीज देखी थी अब इसको ठीक कर लेते हैं अभी उनको पता है क्या गलत हुआ तो हम इसको सही कर लेते हैं अब तक और क्योंकि पीक नहीं था राजस्थान में जब हम पहुंचे तो इसका ये भी है कि हम लोग उस चीज को नहीं देख पाए जो हमने उत्तर प्रदेश में देखी थी जहां पर लोग चिल्ला रहे हैं गिड़गिड़ा रहे हैं सिस्टम के खिलाफ बोल रहे हैं वो शायद तब तक वहां पर थोड़ा उसका इफेक्ट कम हो चुका था राजस्थान में लेकिन दोनों ही जगह एक चीज हमें देखनी समझनी पड़ेगी जो चीज कॉमन थी दोनों ही जगह वेंटिलेटर की कमी थी दोनों ही जगह बेड की कमी थी ऑक्सीजन की कमी थी दोनों ही जगह सरकारी लापरवाही भी हमने देखने को मिली हम ही लोगों ने एक रिपोर्ट जो किया था अलवर से जहां पर राहुल शर्मा नाम का एक व्यक्ति सिर्फ इसलिए मर जाता है क्योंकि वहां पर जो मेन अस्पताल है अलवर का वो तब तक इनोग्रेट नहीं हुआ था तो दोनों ही जगह मुझे ऐसा लगता है कि सेम ही हालात थे हाँ लेकिन राजस्थान में हमने वो एस्पेक्ट एस्पेक्ट जो ज्यादा देखने को मिला वो थी अशिक्षा उत्तर प्रदेश में भी थी लेकिन राजस्थान में जिस लेवल की अशिक्षा देखने को मिली है वो बहुत ही उच्च स्तर की है जिस तरह हम लोग गए वहां पर वैक्सीन हेजिटेंसी को जब हम कवर करने गए थे अलवर में अलग अलग गांव में महिलाएं केवल माइक को देखकर भाग रही थी कि माइक एक उनको लग रहा था कि हम माइक उनके सामने रख रहे हैं मतलब कि ये वैक्सीन है इंजेक्शन है और हम इनको लगा देंगे और जिस तरह से वो भाग रही थी वो मतलब ऐसा था कि हम लोग डर गए कि यार हम लोग क्या कुछ गलत कर रहे हैं क्या और इतना क्या डर रहे हैं लोग वैक्सीन से क्योंकि दोनों जगह हमने अलग अलग मुद्दे भी कवर किए उत्तर प्रदेश में हम कवरेज कर जब हमने कवरेज शुरू किया तो हम अस्पतालों में गए हम क्रिमेटोरियम्स में गए शमशान घाट देखे लेकिन जब हम राजस्थान पहुंचे तो हमने वैक्सीन हेजिटेंसी पे रिपोर्टिंग की हमने वहां की इकोनॉमी पे क्या असर पड़ा उस पर रिपोर्टिंग की लेकिन हाँ दोनों की दशा एक जैसी ही थी जब पीक था क्योंकि हमने यहाँ पर भी ऐसे कई रिपोर्ट किए हैं जहां पर हमने आफ्टर पीक क्या इफेक्ट आया लोगों के ऊपर वो किया हमने फिर मेंटल हेल्थ से जुड़े मुद्दे किए 
तो हो सकता है हमारे क्योंकि रिपोर्टाज में थोड़ा डिफरेंस था उत्तर प्रदेश में जो हमने कवर किया और राजस्थान में जो हमने कवर किया तो शायद हम उस लेवल पर दोनों की कवरेज को कंपेयर नहीं कर सके क्योंकि अलग अलग समय पर भी हम वहां पर गए हैं तो यही मैं आपसे भी चाहूंगी यही सेम सवाल पूछना कि आपको कोई डिफरेंस दिखा कि नहीं दिखा क्योंकि मुझे ऐसा लगता है कि दोनों ही जगह बी इट कांग्रेस रूल्ड स्टेट और बी इट बीजेपी रूल्ड स्टेट दोनों जगह समस्याएं वही थी कोई डिफरेंस नहीं था कि वो कांग्रेस है तो उन्होंने कोई तीर मार लिया या वो बीजेपी है तो उन्होंने कुछ नहीं किया दोनों ही जगह किसी ने कुछ नहीं किया मेरे हिसाब से राइट आई थिंक आई वुड अग्री विद यू ऑन दैट बिकॉज इवन इफ वी कंपेयर लाइक द इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर वी डिड यू नो कम अक्रॉस अ सब सेंटर इन अलवर सो द वे द हेल्थ हायरार्की प्लेज आउट एट द विलेज लेवल इन राजस्थान इज एट देर आर सब सेंटर्स एंड देन यू हैव अ पी एच सी एंड देन यू हैव अ कम्युनिटी हेल्थ सेंटर तो जो सबसे नीचे का जो एक होता है सब सेंटर हम अलवर में हमने ऐसा एक सब सेंटर देखा जो कि 2011 से बन रहा है और बन, अब आज तक बन के तैयार नहीं हुआ है बिकॉज ऑफ सम लोकल डिस्प्यूट बिटवीन द विलेजर्स सो इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर वाइज आई थिंक राजस्थान और यूपी दोनों एक ही जैसे हैं लेकिन जैसे कि कुछ जो पॉलिसी डिसीजंस हैं उसमें मुझे ऐसा लगता है कि कहीं ना कहीं राजस्थान सरकार ने एक दो जो उनके डिसीजन थे वो सही मुझे लगे जैसे कि राजस्थान गवर्नमेंट का एक ये डिसीजन था कि इवन ड्यूरिंग द लॉकडाउन दे डिसाइडेड दैट द ओपीडीज विल फंक्शन एट ऑल द पी अगर इस चीज को आप कंपेयर करें यूपी में तो यूपी में ड्यूरिंग द लॉकडाउन लास्ट ईयर एज वेल एज दिस ईयर योगी आदित्यनाथ डिसाइडेड टू शट डाउन ओपीडीज एट पी एच सी विच आई फील वॉज नॉट अ वेरी वाइज डिसीजन बिकॉज द आइडिया वॉज टू अवॉइड क्राउड्स बट देन यू वेंट अहेड एंड कंडक्टेड पंचायत इलेक्शन इन यूपी एंड द फर्स्ट सोर्स ऑफ हेल्थ केयर प्राइम विच वॉज अ पी एच सी फॉर एनी पर्सन लिविंग इन अ विलेज इन यूपी ओपीडी वहां चल ही नहीं रहे थे एंड देन सी एच सी वॉज स्टिल सम किलोमीटर्स अवे which meant that they would actually uh, decide either to go next day or you know take pop some pill and do teen din ke delay ke baad wo chc pahunch rahe the to ek ye jo ek policy decision tha ki opds rajasthan government ne kaha ki hum chalu rakhenge aur up government ka ye tha ki na unhone pichle saal chalne diya na is saal chalne diya ye mujhe lagta hai ki ek thoda sa bahut socha samjha policy decision nahi tha up government ki agar hum baat kare एक जो दूसरी चीज थी कि फैसिलिटीज के लेवल पे भी ऑफ कोर्स वन ऑफ द मेजर ड्रॉबैक्स ऑफ द यूपी गवर्नमेंट आल्सो वाज दैट देयर एंटायर कोविड मैनेजमेंट वाज वेरी वेरी सेंट्रलाइज्ड सो दे सेट अप दीज आईसीसी इंटीग्रेटेड कोविड कमांड सेंटर्स इन वेरियस डिस्ट्रिक्ट व्हिच मेंट दैट अगर किसी सीएचसी को एक एम्बुलेंस भी इमरजेंसी में देना है किसी को सो दैट आईडी एंड ऑल विल हैव टू बी जनरेटेड फ्रॉम द डिस्ट्रिक्ट हेडक्वार्टर इन लखनऊ Uh, which again it doesn't make sense because if you know a family member is just on the verge of collapsing every minute counts and that cannot be a such a centralized way of seeking permission from an icc in uh, lucknow wo kuch jo policy level ki khamiyan hai wo yahan rajasthan mein bhi dikhi hai of course there were shortages of beds and oxygen aur baad mein jaise jodhpur mein humne dekha ki jo local mp hai gajen singh shekhawat so kuch cover up karne ki bhi koshish ki gayi hai so now uh, what he has done is that he has tried to ensure that every chc and phc in jodhpur has an oximeter 
जबकि वी मेट वन सच फैमिली इन अ विलेज इन जोधपुर हु हैड लॉस्ट समवन ड्यू टू ऑक्सीजन शॉर्टेज एंड दे हैड टू वेट फॉर एन एंटायर डे जस्ट टू गेट ऑक्सीजन ऑन टाइम सो आई थिंक देर हैव बीन लैप्सेज इन बोथ द स्टेट्स पॉलिसी लेवल पे मे बी यू नो गहलोत मे हैव प्लेड इट स्मार्टली also because while i was talking to a lot of journalists i i also asked them ki why is it that unlike up uh, jahan pe the media was so critical of the covid management by the adityanath government of course local newspapers like dainik bhaskar and Ra- rajasthan patrika have done a commendable job but still i feel ki shayad mainstream media mein gehlot ka utna criticism nahi dekhne ko mila to which i got reply that uh, from local journalists who said that uh, well he played it smartly he was the first uh, chief minister who went ahead with weekly lockdown and then he was uh, sort of extended it uh, with a monthly lockdown more stricter uh, sort of uh, rules were put in place so that way he might have played it smartly but yes there were issues with uh, both the states and uh, that brings me to my next uh, question shivangi ki vaccine hesitancy ki agar hum baat kare alwar ke gaon aur agar hum jodhpur ke gaon mein baat kare wajah bahut alag alag thi vaccine hesitancy ko lekar kahin usko ek uh, ek jagah sarkari scheme se jod kar log dekh rahe the to kahin usko dekh rahe the wo ki ye to kendra ke dwara lai gayi koi aisi dawa hai jo unko nuksan pahunchayegi to ye wajah kya hai iske bare mein humko thoda bataye ji जब हम अलवर गए और जब हम जोधपुर गए रीजंस डिफरेंट थे लोगों के वैक्सीन ना लगाने के जब हम अलवर गए तो वहां पर लोगों का कहना था कि हम वैक्सीन सिर्फ उनको लगानी है जिनको सरकारी पेंशन मिलेगी क्योंकि अगर वो लोग नहीं लगाएंगे वैक्सीन तो उनकी पेंशन रोक दी जाएगी तो हमें तो पेंशन मिलती नहीं है हम क्यों लगाए या फिर जहर का टीका है जिनको कोरोना नहीं भी होगा तो उस टीके के अंदर कोरोना मिलाकर उसको लगाया जा रहा है हम लोगों को जब हम जोधपुर गए तो वहां के बीजेपी देहात प्रभारी जो वहां के सरपंच भी थे गांव के कलरा गांव के उन्होंने खुद ये चीज बोली कि कुछ तत्व हैं समाज में जो हिंदू मुस्लिम मुसलमानों को लड़ाना चाहते हैं और इसके लिए ये अफवाह फैलाई गई कि ये जो टीका है वो मुसलमानों की जनसंख्या को कम करने के लिए लगाया जा रहा है इसलिए लोग टीका नहीं लगवा रहे कुछ लोग टीका इसलिए नहीं लगवा रहे थे क्योंकि ऑलरेडी वो अपने परिवार के एक आदमी को कोरोना के उसमें खो चुके हैं तो अब उनका कहना है कि हम टीका क्यों लगवाएं जब हमारे घर का परिवार का सदस्य ही नहीं बच पाया तो अब टीका लगाने की जरूरत नहीं है तो धारणाएं तो बहुत सारी फैली हुई है हर जगह पे अलग अलग तरह की लेकिन इसका समाधान केवल यही है कि जो इनके धर्म के लोग हैं जो धार्मिक पंडित हो सकते हैं या जो भी इनके मौलाना होते हैं वो इसमें इंटरवीन करें और इनको समझाएं। अलवर जब हम गए थे तो हमने देखा भी था कि वहां की कोई जामा मस्जिद थी लोकल वहां के जो मौलाना थे वो इन लोगों को सोशल मीडिया पे वीडियोस मतलब भेज रहे थे कि ऐसा कुछ नहीं है और ज्यादा ज्यादा लगानी चाहिए आपको लेकिन उसकी जगह कहते हैं ना लोग नेगेटिव चीजों को ज्यादा जल्दी एब्जॉर्ब करते हैं तो चाहे ये चीज सर्कुलेट हो रही होगी बार बार आशा वर्कर्स जा रही होंगी बार बार सीपीएचसी के डॉक्टर्स जा रहे होंगे लोगों को समझाने के लिए लेकिन लोगों के मन में अभी वही चीज बैठ गई है कि ये जहर का टीका है या फिर ये कम्युनिटी को कम करने के लिए ये टीका लाया गया है तो ये जो मैसेजेस है इनको भी जरा आइडेंटिफाई करने की जरूरत है फिर दूसरी प्रॉब्लम ये है अशिक्षा वहां पे अशिक्षा इस तरह इस लेवल की है कि अभी मैंने बताया भी कि माइक को टीका समझ के औरतें भाग रही हैं 
अभी महिलाओं ने एक नया बहाना जो है वो ये ढूंढ लिया है अलवर में कि हम टीका इसलिए नहीं लगाएंगे कि हम कमजोर हैं या हमें शारीरिक दिक्कत है और टीका लगाने के बाद बुखार आ जाता है टीका लगाने के बाद लोग मर जाते हैं और आशा वर्कर्स बार बार जो हैं वो जा रही हैं डोर टू डोर लोगों को प्रोत्साहित कर रही हैं कि जाके टीका लगवाइए लेकिन लोग नहीं मान रहे टीका लगाने के बाद बुखार आता है ये स्वाभाविक है लेकिन उसको इन लोगों ने इस तरह से परसीव कर लिया है गांव के लोगों ने कि टीका लगाने के बाद आप मर जाओगे क्योंकि इनको बुखार आ गया तीन दिन तक बेड पर पड़े हैं मरने की हालत हो गई है तो अब हम भी टीका लगाएंगे तो मर जाएंगे अब इसमें फायदा उठा रहे हैं झोला छाप डॉक्टर वो लोग आते हैं और इनको अलग कुछ सिखा चले जाते कि नहीं आप तो हमारी दवाएं खाएं तो आप ठीक हो जाएंगे देखो हमने दवा दी तो वैक्सीन के बाद जब इनको बुखार हमने दवा दी तो ये ठीक हो गए तो ये सारी जो चीजें हैं इनको भी जरा देखने की जरूरत है लोकल लेवल पर कि किस तरह से इन लोगों को समझाया जाए बहुत हाई लेवल पर अभी अवेयरनेस कैंपेन चलाने की जरूरत है क्योंकि वैक्सीन वेस्टेज भी कहीं ना कहीं इससे रिलेटेड है क्योंकि एक वाइल में जब हम फलौदी में आई थिंक हम गए थे तो उन्होंने हमें बताया डॉक्टर ने कि एक वाइल से दस लोगों का टीकाकरण हो सकता है लेकिन एक बार जो वाइल खुल गई तो इसकी जो अवधि है वो चार घंटे की होती है चार घंटे के अंदर अंदर दस लोगों को ये इंजेक्शन लग जाना चाहिए वो वाइल लग जानी चाहिए नहीं तो वो वाइल वेस्ट हो जाएगी अब लोग जो हैं आते ही नहीं हैं और जो लोग आते हैं उनको भी वापस भेज दिया जाता है डॉक्टर्स उनको वापस भेज देते हैं ये कहकर कि यार हम दो लोगों के लिए ये वाइल खोलेंगे और आपके बाद कोई आएगा ही नहीं तो वैक्सीन जो वेस्टेज होगी इसकी वो अलग तो इसलिए हम आपको टीकाकरण आपका नहीं कर सकते या फिर आप ढूंढ के लाओ कि आप आ, आप दो लोग हो आठ लोग ढूंढ के लाओ तब हम वैक्सीन लगाएंगे तो वैक्सीन वेस्टेज का भी रिलेशन कहीं ना कहीं वैक्सीन हेजिडेंसी से है अब शहरों में ये स्थिति है कि वैक्सीन नहीं मिल रही और गांव में ये स्थिति है कि वैक्सीन लगाने वाले नहीं मिल रहे हैं तो ये भी डर है कि कहीं ये रिवर्स माइग्रेशन ना हो जाए यानी कि शहर के लोग तो लगवा लेंगे शायद लेकिन क्योंकि गांव के लोग लगवाने से हिचकिचा रहे हैं जब वही गाँव के लोग वापस आएंगे कहीं शहरों में वो संक्रमण ना फैलाते तो ये भी एक डर जो है वो एंड दीक्षांत तनिष्का यू गाइज ऑल्सो फाइल द स्टोरी ऑन वैक्सीन हेजिटेंसी फ्रॉम महाराष्ट्र सो वॉट एग्जैक्टली आर द चैलेंजेस देर इन महाराष्ट्र एंड हाउ आर द आशा वर्कर्स टैकलिंग दिस इशू आई थिंक इट्स वेरी सिमिलर टू वट शिवांगी वॉज से केस इन राजस्थान अवेयरनेस नीड्स टू बी इनक्रीज इट इज ऑन द shoulders of the asha workers to go every day to the same houses and tell them and um, i think the reasons are when you don't know something you are a little afraid of it so that's the pattern we saw when we shadowed an asha worker for a an hour to see how the process was and mostly they just scared you know they don't know what is going to do and the side effects that um, a vaccine has you know for a fever for a day or two body ache that has really been scaring uh, the people in the villages over there because they fear that it could increase that it could happen to them and um the older people there who are living on their own um they are also worried that if something happens to them who is going to look after them right mm. government can only help get a vaccine they don't really trust that they're going to have someone to look after them when they get fever or when they get side effects that could turn into something else and i think even the little reports that are forwarded on whatsapp or not even reports just some sort of misinformation or even if there is one death that happens after the vaccine it becomes it overshadows all the other things it overshadows 
the fact that most people in their own village have got the vaccine and uh, some of them with uh, relatives in the city they are still waiting to get a confirmation from them that it's safe to take the vaccine and i think over the past few weeks we're even seeing the politics that are going around the vaccine that is you know there is not a 100% trust that people have on the vaccine so i think that's also adding to the whole chaos right uh, deeksha would you like to add something yeah i think as all the ashok spoke about like whatsapp forward so i think that's a big thing like she spoke about hamare gaon mein ek whatsapp forward aa gaya where someone has said that this person died right after getting the vaccine now that forward doesn't say ke kyun mar gaye unki ko koi conditions thi ya nahi thi but that forward is going around in the village and you know it's making people think that even they will die that is what will happen to them once they take the vaccine and like there was another very strange you know there are there are different beliefs people has so some some in marathi uh, they say the hardy cheeses matlab they feel like unki haddiyan dheeli ho jayengi once they take the vaccine their bones or their joints will get uh, you know they loosen up and then they won't be able to, like there, there are different kinds of rumors in different villages like you'll find from you know mujhe bp hai to mujhe ye ho jayega you know if you have coexisting pre existing condition something will happen to you then there are uh, rumors like you know your bones will weaken then there are rumors like whatsapp forwards like you'll die so i think there are different kinds of like you know you'd be fascinated to know the kind of reasons people have for not taking the vaccine and the kind of rumors that are going around right i uh, wanted to ask you guys um like you were talking about the difference also in up and rajasthan in terms of the condition right now and also the time you went what about uh, people's reaction to the government or the system was the anger and frustration uh, the intensity and the amount the same or did you see a difference mujhe aisa lagta hai ki gussa logo ke andar zarur hai aakrosh hai aur wo shayad chunav mein dikhe bhi lekin fir wahi wali baat aa jati hai ki hamare desh mein jo rajneeti hai wo caste ke around ghumti hai jati ke around ghumti hai aap kitna bhi पीड़ित कर लो समाज में उस तबके को लेकिन उनको पता है कि हमारा मसीहा तो यही है इसी जाति का आदमी हमें न्याय दिला सकता है और यही इसी को हम वोट देंगे तो कहीं ना कहीं मुझे वो पॉइंट दिखता है अगर उत्तर प्रदेश में दिखता है तो मुझे वो ही वही पॉइंट राजस्थान में भी दिखा जब भी हम किसी से जाकर ये सवाल पूछते थे कि क्या आपको सरकार के खिलाफ कुछ बोलना है क्या आपको लगता है सरकार अगर सही कदम उठाती तो सब कुछ ठीक होता तो मतलब उनके बस चेहरे लटक जाते थे पर वो यही कहते थे अब सरकार तो वही करेगी जो उसको करना है सरकार तो लोग समझ चुके हैं कि सरकार से अब उनकी कोई उम्मीदें नहीं रह गई हैं उनको पता है कि वो कितना भी चिल्ला ले वो कितना भी रो ले सरकार ने कान बंद कर लिया है तो मुझे नहीं लगता कि अब लोगों को भी सरकार से उतना फर्क पड़ता है या उनके अंदर अब वो जो गुस्सा वो उबाल है चुनाव में शायद दिखे लेकिन अभी जितना ग्राउंड लेवल पे दिख रहा है वो वही दिख रहा है कि अब लोगों को बिल्कुल नाउमीद हो चुके हैं सरकार से या आई वुड अग्री विद शिवांगी ऑन दैट बिकॉज इवन आई फेल्स बोथ इन ईस्टर्न यूपी एंड एज वेल एज इन राजस्थान दैट पीपल राइट नाउ दे आर सो मच एब्सॉर्ब इन जस्ट ट्राइंग टू प्रोसेस द ग्रीफ एंड लॉस Uh, that has suddenly been kind of uh, imposed on them that uh, i think it would be a very simplistic conclusion to say that uh, you know they are 
angry with the government and also like in up the elections are still at least 8 to 10 months away uh, and given the fact that this bjp led government has its way around media and the way they have uh, you know uh, projected some uh, random research paper as uh, you know who lauding them or a harvard uh, university lauding them for their covid management uh you never know how they will turn around something and you know people are just carried away uh, with that so uh, i mean till the day uh, that person goes to cast his vote what will be uh, what would be going on in his mind is very difficult to say because also there is there is this concept when whenever we talk about electoral politics in india there is this concept of patronage politics so every time a voter casts his vote he always thinks what is the benefit that i will get if this person is elected to power and these are equations which will uh, which are very dynamic and which will keep on changing till the last day you know in in the next 7 uh, 8 months and similarly in rajasthan also uh, i think there was just uh, like in gajendra uh, shekhawat's uh, constituency which is his parliamentary constituency and also ashok gehlot himself is from jodhpur it wasn't uh, like that you know people were screaming on top of their voices that oh you know chief minister hasn't done this or mp hasn't done that one of the family members did say that yes we did try to enroll ourselves under the state government's health insurance scheme chiranjeevi uh, scheme and uh, yet we did not get any benefit so maybe you could see the anger and frustration here and there in bits and pieces but whether this will consolidate into them sort of outrightly rejecting the government when the state goes to polls uh, this year i think it would be too early to comment on that so that that's my sort of personal uh, opinion on this and okay so uh, now we'll move on to our uh, last segment of the podcast where we share our recommendations for our listeners so tanishka would you like to go first uh, sure it's this article uh, on article 14 called the shadowy world of the justice for sushant singh rajput campaign it's a very interesting very thorough piece of journalism that goes in depth in this whole justice for ssr campaign that has been going on since more than one year um and explores the kind of people i mean sometimes we sort of think that they're just bots but he's spoken to a lot of them and sort of uh, it's a very interesting read if you've ever been um curious about who these people are that sort of there's a hashtag every day even today it has been there since a year so it's a very uh, good read that i would recommend it's by omkar khandekar okay uh, deeksha uh, what would you recommend so there's this piece on pari network about calligraphers in kabristan who write inscriptions on gravestones so it's a report from delhi where you know the, the, these people's livelihoods depends on if you say it blatantly it depends on people dying right it depends on people's deaths but here they they are heartbroken because even though business is booming as in they've seen deaths a lot of deaths in the past year and a half but they are so saddened by the number of deaths they've seen and the number of gravestones that they've in- inscribed you know verses from the quran on or the names of people on so it's like a contrast or a dilemma for them like you know their profession depends on this but they are also heartbroken by the number of deaths that have happened in the last year and a half so it's on pari network it's called uh, calligraphers of uh, uh, calligraphers of a Kabr- kabristan during covid so i would recommend that 
ओके शिवांगी आप हमारे श्रोताओं के लिए क्या रिकमेंडेशन देना चाहेंगी ये एक ओपिनियन पीस है गार्डियन पर द गार्डियन पर ट्रेवॉर्टिम ने इसको लिखा है ट्रम्प स्पीड आर जर्नलिस्ट सो डिड ओबामा अमेरिका नीड्स मोर प्रेस फ्रीडम नाउ बेसिकली ये एक आर्टिकल बहुत ही वेल रिसर्च आर्टिकल है कैसे ट्रंप ओबामा सभी जो भी यूएस के प्रेसिडेंट बने सभी के टेन्योर के दौरान किस तरह से प्रेस फ्रीडम को रोकने की कोशिश की गई और लीगल स्पाइंग करवाई गई जर्नलिस्ट की उसके ऊपर ये एक ओपिनियन पीस है जो सबको पढ़ना चाहिए जरूर ओके सो माई रिकमेंडेशन फॉर दिस वीक वुड बी आर ग्राउंड रिपोर्ट फ्रॉम दौसा एंड अलवर The ground report on Dosa is about uh, the economic aftermath of COVID uh, and how it has impacted uh, the khadi weavers and local shopkeepers and brass uh, makers in a village in Dosa, a district which is sixty kilometers from the capital city of Jaipur. Uh, and our second uh, video from Alwar, uh, which talks about how uh, the ESI hospital has been a work in progress for almost a decade and it's still not fully functional so you should check out both these uh, videos on our youtube channel and i haven't been reading that much uh, for last month or so because i've been busy just uh, you know field reporting and figuring out logistics and stories but i did manage to watch a movie called chemical hearts on netflix and i watched it in bits and pieces uh, because initially i thought it's a very typical silly romcom but then i liked it i also had tears in my eyes so yeah if if you want to just spend a sunday uh, leisurely you can check out this movie on netflix and uh, that's all from our side and on that note this podcast is adjourned thank you everyone all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.